Hey everyone, uh, welcome to the Anything, Everything, and Nothing podcast. This would be episode five or four, depending on if you saw episode three or not. Cool, insiders already. Let's go. Yes, Continue. Uh, I am here with my co-hosts, Kyrie and Nick, and this is our first ever Thanksgiving episode. Isn't that exciting? I guess. I never was a fan of I'll Thanksgiving episodes. Ah, there's a point there. It's like the opportunity to listen to a wonderful podcast that didn't get canceled on episode five. I think that's a good thing. Indeed. I would have them be safe too, Reggie. You said be grateful, you know, be safe. It's yeah, important. Be safe. It's important right now. Yeah, I, I would say that's important. Let's all be safe. Um, wear a mask between meals. <laughs> wear a mask between <laughs> meals. Um, social distance if possible. I assume a lot of people, this is going to be a really weird Thanksgiving for many people, but hey, Make the Almost best as weird as Reggie's camera angle right now. Well, they won't be able to see it. But yes, guys, I, ah. I broke my laptop. Um, and so I'm using this iMac, which is on the ground, and it's reflecting up in me. And I'm probably cutting this all out. But anyways, okay, so today uh, we had a few things to talk about. I think one of the most interesting things is Dave Chappelle. Uh, Dave Chappelle has gotten his show taken off of Netflix. For anyone who didn't know, I was already on like episode five. I saw the news on Twitter. That was a pretty big shock for me. But uh, the news as to why, didn't you guys actually watch the Unforgiven thing or no? No, but I knew why. I didn't I watch the clip that, of it. I didn't know that he really wasn't paid like that for um, they well for his show. He's spoken about it in the past and the recent most recent standups, and how he doesn't really mess with Comedy Central. Yeah. Yeah, they well, are Viacom, Comedy Central, one and the same. They already have they have a lot going for them right now with everything they were doing before with Nick Cannon too. Let's pay our artists. And shout out to Netflix for actually taking it down because I know some people would have been like, "No, nah, we need this money." It was a very smart move uh to keep that relationship between them and him. They've been they've been killing it as a recently. Well, I mean they're killing it for a while, but they've been killing it recently with their content in regards to, you know, Especially Chappelle. Ownership and Chappelle, definitely. That relationship is going well. I hope it continues. Yeah, it's, a, it's a very smart You'd be surprised if they have, they have a new version of the Chappelle show come out on Netflix within the next year or two. Actually, they Maybe do. talk about that he wanted to do it. He just didn't know what space and you know what exactly he was going to do, and it wouldn't be called Chappelle show. So He's doing a stand-up soon. With like, like the way you did the... The one he did where he was out with the cars and the, like the driving, he's doing it with other comedians, like well-known comedians, and having a basic like do like a whole like comedy show type joint. So look oh, forward to seeing gonna that. Cool. That's gonna be cool. I didn't even hear about that. Speaking of comedy shows, we didn't plan on talking about it, but did you guys actually watch uh, Kevin Hart's new thing or no? I did not. I mean, I plan to, but I we'll see. Yeah, that's gonna. I'll I'll be honest. It's not because I don't want to watch it. That just feels like a very. I'm gonna watch that. Um, under the influence of something at like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, that's well, the only time that thing's getting watched. You're going to watch it. It's it's really interesting. Did you hear the comments about um his his daughter? A lot of people were talking about it. No, nah, I did not. What what did he say? What did, what did he say? Stupid. So I mean, apparently, and I mean, I've heard a lot of people talk about it from different angles. Autumn was the one who brought it up to me. He actually, well, he was saying. Well, the short version is that he basically said that he thought his daughter was like being a hoe. His daughter's like, what, 12? Oh, wow. Right. And so that's like the short version of it. And as I've heard more context, of course, 
this is just again from me hearing it from other people um he apparently was talking about like oh yeah like my daughter's at the age where she tells me she likes boys now she would like a different boy each and every day of the week so i'm thinking like oh like is my daughter a hoe what's going on that's what he basically said basically and so he was getting a lot of like backlash about that like a lot that's not surprising him being kevin hart but i can see why i can understand I mean, I definitely would need to see it myself to form like my own opinion of it. But yeah, that would be, I could see that being a, a pretty low thing. Not, not even from like a low standpoint for me, it's more so like that. <laughs> Kevin Hart is all, always under a microscope, especially after his most recent, you know, cheating scandal and the whole uh, Oscars thing. So I'm not surprised that this made headlines. On social media in general. Yeah, a lot the of first people... I've heard of it, and I'll be honest, I, I I don't really care. It's a comedian. I mean, you have to take every single thing that they say on the stage with a grain of salt. You know what's and... funny about you saying that, though, Nick? I was having, I've been having a lot of random conversations with people on the page on Twitter, and so I was talking about this, and somebody brought up the point that like Kevin Hart is the type of person to say a lot of stuff that will be like really uncomfortable, but they were praising Dave Chappelle because they were saying how. Dave Chappelle rarely goes overboard offensive, like overboard, but he's like still funny, which made he me always think pushes about that envelope. Nah, Dave Chappelle definitely goes a lot further yeah. than he, Kevin Hart. Ever really, the, I mean, the, I, think I, if you I just think watched about his Chappelle show, stand up last night, and the, he then, spent yeah. um, he spent twenty minutes making fun of transgenders uh, because uh, one sent him a letter saying how much she loved him. There was one part of his act that he didn't like. Or that she didn't, I don't know which, honestly. Right. I can't okay. assign a gender because I don't know which one it was. But anyway, um, that person was upset by his mm-hmm. jokes and uh, <laughs> instead Dave said, you know, what, what, oh, his first thing was he said, uh, I don't know exactly what joke it was that upset him. But I think it's this next one. <laughs> <laughs> Great stand-up, by the way. I don't remember which one that was. but uh, It's the one from 2017. I don't know the name of it either. I just I remember that was one. It's the one. It's the one with the weird word as the name, right? And in, in I don't know, I don't know. We yeah, got Google. Google's our friend. Y'all keep talking. I'm gonna find it. I got you. But they well, it's interesting that you say that. I guess as I think about it, Dave Chappelle. I mean, every comedian is gonna push the push the envelope. I mean, that is a comedian's job. What is too far? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess really that's subjective. I mean, absolutely with everything in regards to art, com- comedies in our form. Oh, it was uh, a, uh, equin- equanimity. Yeah, see, the one with the weird word. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, <sighs> Kevin Hart has been known to make, I don't want to say offensive, but touchy jokes when it involves his children because most of his comedy involves his family and his children. I mean, one of the first jokes I remember from him is when he was talking about his, his son used to like go in the oven. Mm-hmm. One of the first, he's like, ah, 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 hot daddy. Like, I, I just remember him making fun of his son. It's his son, but it's still funny. You can't say it's not funny what he's saying. Well, I mean, it might be. I, I definitely have to, um, I definitely have to see it to form an opinion. I mean, Autumn brought it up to me and it's like, yeah, she has a good point. It's just like, okay. 
I mean, you recognize that it's just a joke, but I mean, especially from the perspective of being like, you know, a, a woman, like mm. uh, from Otto's perspective, she's like, something like that, hearing your dad say something like that might stick with you. And I was just like, you got a point. I mean, anybody can call someone stupid. Referring to what you were saying about like the, the oven thing. I don't know. It's just like, I guess everybody has to formulate their own opinion, but I will ask the audience, guys, what do you think? Too far, too much, need to watch it to form your own opinion. You let us know in the comments. But okay, uh, we've talked about that. Let me see. Oh, actually, that reminds me. I wanted to ask you guys a question about role models. Also in my conversation. It's great. It's a hilarious movie, but continue, movie. sorry. Okay. Bridget Thanks never so heard, saw that movie for sure. Guaranteed. Okay, that's a topic for another day. And Bro, watch that movie. No, no, no. After this, find it. Watch that movie. <laughs> oh, it's okay. a great movie. Uh, Steckler and, and freaking Paul Rudd. Can't get better. Okay. Watch Role Models. Let me write that on my list. But anyways, a question about Role Models. I was watching a, well, reading a Twitter argument between some people who were saying, like, one guy was basically saying that um, NBA Youngboy and Mulatto, Miss Mulatto, how do you it's, it's it's mulatto. She mulatto. goes by mulatto. Used to be um, Miss Mulatto or whatever. But yeah, mulatto. She goes by mulatto now. Okay, mulatto. They were basically saying that somebody was saying like, "Oh, that's my." Those are like role models, and someone was saying like, "They're like kids. Really? How can they be your role models?" Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to ask you guys: Could you say that you look up to a rapper, especially these two? Could you say you look up to them in any way? Because, I mean, I'll speak from my own perspective. I look at them and it's just like, I, I don't listen to their music. I don't think I'm going to start listening to their music. But in terms of success and having, even though they probably like talk about stuff that is like probably against a lot of stuff that I think or and or listen to. You think? Yeah. Like, um, I would probably still say... Just that a hunch, I, right? I mean, I've heard a little bit. I'm just saying, like, from what I've heard. But all I'm saying is that I would probably say that I, like, me being 26, I think both of them are under 20. They both are, yeah, yeah definitely. So, but, both, not under 20. Mulatto got to be at least 23 or something like that. But whatever yeah. the case, they're both yeah. younger than me. But from the perspective of them being able to reach the level of success they have, and a lot of people want to be successful, they had to do something that somebody wasn't willing to do. Talent is there. I have to say, I watch what you choose when it comes to the music and Hollywood industry that someone did something that they didn't want to do. I, I will, do. I will say, but I don't know much about young. You said NBA young boy. Is that yeah. what you talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I know more about Mulatto than I do Young, because she was on a um, a show called The Rap Game. Uh, Jermaine Dupri. It was on like TLC or something like that. It's on Netflix now. If you want to like, I was watch. actually a big fan of the show, but I was a big fan of it after her season. Well, yeah, she was, Mulatto was on the first season. She actually won the first season. Right. From early on in the show, you could tell she was going to win. Right. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. It's called The Rap Game. Game. Jermaine okay. Dupree, he literally, he literally said in the opening intro of, like, this first episode, <laughs> you may know me by, you know, Chris Cross, Bow Wow, blah, 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 blah. And then he says, well, I'm looking to create, you know, the next Bow Wow or the, you know, next mm -hmm. kid star, yada, yada. Um, and Mulatto was on that show in the first season and won. Um, but she disappeared for a little while. Like, she, like, declined the contract, I guess, with JD. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then more recently, like in the last year and a half, maybe two years, like she popped up again somehow on like my mm-hmm. Instagram. That's true. From like her mixtape. So she's clearly been working hard. I mean, that was like a while ago when she was on that show. Like she was 16 on that show. She's 21 now. So like five year gap. Right. And, and I mean, I guess in rap years, that's a short amount of time. But and same thing with I, Young Boy. Like I haven't heard his music. I've heard Mulatto more than him, but they're both young. He's big on you. He's bigger on YouTube than anything. Like I've heard that he's like gets a disgusting amount of views on his videos and his music. So he must be their 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 team must be doing something right. They're doing something right, but their team. So that whoever's in their camp is doing something to push them to this role model status that you know these kids are giving them. So, but do you think? And I mean, I get it. Like definitely, you have a team behind you. He's making some smart decisions. That's how you get to that position mm-hmm. there. And I mean, like, again, how they carry themselves is definitely not a way that I think we align ourselves with. But is that someone who you could you say, don't know. yo, I, yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good idea from what I said. <laughs> okay, anyway, so anyways, my question, do mm-hmm. you guys think that, and I mean, because y'all are both older than them, uh, do you think that you could say, oh, I look up to someone who is younger than me, and also I look up to someone who does something that I... I don't necessarily follow or does being a role model in your position, like kind of go a different route? Mm, Cause I can well, see both arguments. I mean, I've never been a, mm, I'm not big on the whole role model thing anyway, but I can potentially see myself. Yeah. Role model is weird to me. It's like, a, I don't know. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've never been a model. Uh, I would probably not pick someone that's younger than me for a role model. Cause yeah. I don't even know what my ideal role model is for at all. Like, and I definitely won't, I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to look at, 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 at any teenage rapper and go, you know what? They figured out something I couldn't, they, they, it's not my sphere. Like that's not somewhere where right. I'm ever going to be influenced. So you know, like 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 Jay Z makes millions and millions of dollars off the rap game. Yeah, sure. Would I like to make millions and millions of dollars? That'd be yeah. awesome. But, but do I see him as some role model for me? No, no, not really. So okay, so I guess in the way, and I mean, maybe this would be a, a situation where I might actually have to go to the dictionary to get that. That, that differs though from me though. I could see Jay if I if I were to choose. A role, model, a role model i would be more aligned to jay-z not because he's older but because he does stuff outside of rap where i could relate See, to you know it's funny i was thinking but about not in, Shaq. yeah like not in rap like, I, i'm not gonna be an nba player or a rapper Shaq but could be a role model for me you know they clearly doing something right outside of business you know in the business sphere Shaq nick, could be a role model for me nick out of curiosity why i mean pretty much the same reason as what Kyrie said uh no, I think it, I'm just a little bit more attracted to the hard work ethic of an athlete over, um, over a rapper, and he does the same entrepreneurial side that, that, he does. that I'm attracted to Jay Z for. I mean, literally, I was just watching MSNBC. Uh, I think yesterday it was on, and they were mm-hmm. talking about uh, six or seven of like top investors that have made just a crap ton of money in in in, in over the last like two or three years, whatever it was. Shaquille O'Neal was right up there. <laughs> he makes a surprised. lot of money. He bought, I mean, if you really knew how many, I think it's, uh, it might be Papa John's or Papa he owns, John's. He has that. He, owns, he, he actually owns stuff in it. I thought it was just his spokesperson. No, no. no, no, no he's no. on his, he's on the Rick Ross. Like, you know, he owns several. Like, it, 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 you have to understand they're like franchises. Like, Reggie, if we all pulled our money together, we could buy a McDonald's right now. 
just buy one little store. We man our store. We make our money from our store. And we report to a headquarters. Yeah, like Most 130. Guns, but he has like fucking yeah, exactly 140 of them. Right. Okay. He and always several different businesses, very diversified assets. He does not keep it all in just the restaurants. He moves it everywhere. I mean, mm. it's it, that, that's someone that you know. He, I'm sure there's athletes that have made plenty of more money than Shaq has in their playing career. Absolutely, but, but just he's he's been what smart he's done with afterwards it. and yeah. the drive that he's had afterwards. You know, yeah. it, it, it it's you know as sad as this is to say, it's it's partially what I was expecting to see from Kobe in in these coming years, but um. Yeah, and he, and he was already like Kobe. Was right, you could already, already see the, the Kobe, drive from that entrepreneurial side. Yeah. Oh that, my god, it's yeah. gonna happen. I mean, he'd already won. Uh, was it a Grammy or an Oscar? It was an um, it was an Oscar. Yeah, no, Emmy, 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 Emmy. It was an Emmy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, for the he won a gold thing. shiny award for making artist <laughs> stuff. Yes. Yes. But I mean, well, I mean, I guess really just to bring it back, I mean. I guess I, I could see that being either way because a role model to me is definitely someone who I respect their decisions and I respect where they're at. And I guess for me, I wouldn't name a role model who is outside of a sphere that I want to go into. No, I mean, no, definitely I would. I would definitely say people who are outside of spheres that I want to go into are role models. Like there are people who I know are big in like Primerica or Forex, for example. I would never do that. But I think like, wow, that's really cool that you committed to that. And that was something that you wanted to do and you made it work. You built that. And so I can say I respect that, you know, like 100%. You know what I mean? I, oh, yeah. I hear you. But I, I wouldn't necessarily put that in the role model. Like, I can respect their hustle. I can respect their, their mind. I can respect, I can respect them. And what they're doing, but I, I wouldn't necessarily put them as a role model because I like. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think role models are more so people that you and you can interact with? Because that's what I was saying in that. Like these are people who I've seen, I've met, I talked to, and mm. I know. Like, I think you have I'm, to interact with them. Yeah, I feel like role models are something you aspire to be, or right. you like, or, or or emulate. Exactly. Okay. It's close. It's closer to mentor than it is right. to what you're. You know. Yeah, if you if you know the person, then yeah, it seems more like a mentorship or an apprenticeship more than a role model. But a mentorship feels like I'm going in that same speed. Or not necessarily. I guess I see what you're saying. That's true. A mentorship, I guess, in my mind was like I'm going to be actively asking you for advice. And again, I mean, there are certain people who I look up to who I definitely wouldn't ask for advice, but it's just like I really respect where you've been, where what you've done to get what you got. I don't know. For example, dictionary definition, if you will. A person person looked to by others as an example to be imitated. You know? It's just purely imitation or aspire or aspire to be more so than, you know, anything. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So now maybe, maybe that'll be a talking point as well. What are people, who are people's role models? Does anybody look up to someone who is younger than them? Because I don't think age should be a defining category. Definitely not. You know I mean? No, but, but I definitely I, think it's going to play a part for most people. I do think so. I think that's I, hard. I think, I think, you know, maybe this is just what I think, but not necessarily what I believe, is that people will look at someone that's younger than them that might have more success than them and, and, and feel jealousy before they feel uh, 
admiration or you know some kind of leadership from them you know what i mean that's true they they, almost are going to be like well why the hell couldn't i have done that at their age right yeah no i think you're right i'm weird i see it from like a different perspective i can see how people can get jealous i'm like well that's a smart idea i could use for my children (laughs) (laughs) thanks appreciate that and that's 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 a good mindset to have i think but okay uh let me see so we talked about Wow, we, we kind of went off there. It happens. But wait, before we get off that topic, yeah. speaking of Jay-Z, Jay-Z, uh, another venture in his, you know, arsenal, business-minded individual. He is now the chief visionary officer for uh, a cannabis company, or cannabis line, rather. Wow. That's, just a, that's just one company being very proactive. He was already he was already involved though somehow I can't I, remember well, if yeah, it's a merger. I, I assumed that they were he must have knew something like that. I think he's probably an investor. He's gonna. This isn't just like hey, I'll I'll be your. Uh, he's not gonna be there and be like a tester. I mean, he's gonna test it, but yeah, he, uh, he it's his is a cannabis line monogram, but his partner with the cannabis company Kaliva. Never heard of Kaliva, California based cannabis company, but he has a partnership. That's happening here. The That's problem smart. is all the all the uh, established cannabis companies are in Canada right now. Exactly. That's the problem. And as soon as you know it becomes more of a uh, you know maybe federally on uh, it, for the U.S. level, it is going to be very difficult for these these up and coming corporations that are trying to branch out beyond their individual states to become as relevant as these Canadian companies that have a uh, free market. This is true. It's going to be interesting. I mean, to see more of like things like that develop, because I mean, I feel like any good, like trender, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it, but any forecaster, probably like a business, yeah. yes, a business forecaster could have like definitely 10 years ago said uh, like, marijuana and cannabis uh, businesses are going to be more affluent and be big in 10 years. Like, I've, I really think that people could well, I'm sure that. someone and this is probably is, still a, a good I'm, I'm sure someone did. I'm, 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 listen, this has been a, an argument for much longer than you, got, you and I have all been alive. So this has been ongoing since the, I think marijuana was originally criminalized Oh God, I don't want to say the wrong year and be completely wrong, but I know that when it was criminalized, it was less than it was. Uh, oh, hey, people are getting high, and more so that it had to. It was hurting the paper industry. Exactly. And they were lobbying against it at the time because they wanted to keep their industry safe. Just it's a, what what any uh, industry would do today. I mean, that's why uh, oil has, you know, lobbyists that go against cleaner environmental emissions and, and, and regulations against them, because obviously that, that hurts their bottom dollar. So, uh, but for cannabis, 1937, thank you. And uh, funny enough, you know, one of the, I, I don't know if it was a, I don't think it was a core argument, but one of the arguments as to why cannabis should be banned initially on the floor of Congress, they said, well, it makes white women want to be in interracial relationships with black men and let me tell you really? if you want to upset about 545 white men in congress just tell them that 
just just tell them that really quick, and I'm sure that whatever you wanted to get de- or get criminalized will 1,000% be criminalized. That's nuts. Yeah, well, that's nuts. that's democracy. That's that wow. really interesting. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Yeah, that was an argument on the Senate floor at one point. I promise you I'm really going to be looking up more stuff about that. But okay, I don't want to take up... Well, when you love something, Reggie, you do your research. <laughs> okay. I'm looking to invest. Kyrie? In a cannabis company? We'll be in contact because... Uh, I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to be a... Ideas. You know, angel investor for Nick's cannabis company. Funny enough, my town might actually uh, say, screw your state law. And it might really? create its own legislation to, to still be a, I guess, a dry town for, for pot. That's which wild. is very interesting considering in my town of 80,000 people, which is a lot, there are 13 smoke shops inside of it crazy so we have 13 smoke that's a lot of tobacco people are smoking that's interesting yeah there's a a lot of tobacco i wonder if there's anything else idiots (laughs) yeah that's really so dumb what else we got my guy uh well is there anything with music that you heard that was good oh man let's get to it um well yesterday I listened to like three projects that I really enjoyed. Um, first one, Meek Mill, Quarantine Pack. It's like four songs, the EP, short little songs, but they are. I like the music. He's rapping on it, you know. Quarantine Meek Pack. Does. What is this like Call of Duty? Yeah, exactly. Out with a exactly. New quarantine Pack. <laughs> he dropped a bunch All of maps. New maps, including zombies. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what else? Oh, Russ. Russ dropped an EP called Chomp. Did you say Rust? Russ. R U S S, the independent but guru. Wait, the internet told me that he was bad. Yeah, they always say that he's you know still a millionaire off of independent music. Nice. Well, I mean, they were wrong about Nickelback, so should I really hey. here? But yeah, he dropped the EP as well, and it's hard. It's, it's him rapping, not sitting, doing a singing thing, which I like both. But he rapping with you know actual well, lyrics. I like the singing thing for him. I do as well, but he's rapping, rapping on this with like Crooked Eye and you know um, Absol and DJ Premier beats. This is it's different, um, but I liked it. And the last one was who was it? Um, Corday, no longer Y being formerly known as Y being Corday. Corday dropped a single that I listened to. Also, I messed with it. He's rapping, rapping, a lot of rap. I haven't listened to much singing recently, and I need to. It's, oh, Giveon. There we go. Last one. Sorry. I thought Corey was the last one. <laughs> Giveon. Giveon dropped the EP. Um, I listened to like one song from it. It's Giveon. It's, it's soulful. It's going to make you either miss the girl, you know, that got away or miss the girl you're right next to. It's that type of music. <laughs> so I just, I, I just want to... Are you, I don't I want to cut you off, but I am going to cut you off for a second. Re, re back, go to, to role models. Because I want to talk about... So, speaking of role models, mm-hmm. uh, today, tragically... Stop making me laugh. This is a serious thing. This is a sad and serious thing. All right, we're here for you. I got you. Diego Mardona passed away today. That is now, serious. 
some people won't know, he is a soccer legend from Argentina. Um, he, I, and it, I could be wrong, but I believe their only World Cup win is because of him from 1986. You are correct. Lionel, even with Lionel Messi on their team for what seems like at least the last three World Cups. Now, while this is tragic, he died at 60. You're pretty young nowadays because it's uh, COVID. Uh, and he died of a heart attack. Granted, he was not the, the, the peak of great health. He had had several surgeries, brain surgery, and he was a avid coke addict for, yeah, ever, ever. Uh, but you know, we were talking about role models, and he just popped in my head because, you know, he's an avid coke addict. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but because, like, he really, he really inspired a nation. I mean, he was, he's considered the legend before Ronaldo and, 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 and Messi came in. He was the GOAT. He was the greatest soccer player, I think, in most people's minds. So, um Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, uh, Diego Mardona. And, you know, prayers and well wishes to, no, well wishes, prayers to his family. Go out to his family, definitely. Yeah, I was going to say, don't say thoughts and prayers. Those are specifically reserved for school shootings. Got a net. <laughs> and this is why we will never be in the explicit category. Reggie cuts our edge. That's a great joke. That's a great joke. Do you not see when, when if a school shooting happens, everyone immediately, oh, what kind of legislation? No, 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 no. Just tweet out thoughts and prayers, and it'll all go away until Monday when there's another one. It's sad because those those same uh, tweets are sent out when the uh, NBA player injured their knee. Yes, thoughts and prayers. It's 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 literally like people have it in their draft waiting to go for the school thought, thoughts and prayers. So. I don't know. I haven't seen a single piece of legislation in the last three years, but I've seen about 40 different, 40 different times that I personally have done post thoughts and prayers. Not really. I haven't posted thoughts and prayers since the Boston Marathon bombing. You have a, got a tired of it. really good point. It does. You have a really good point. But, where's the but? I feel the but coming. There is no but. Oh, okay, okay. But now I it's might true. have to keep it in the podcast. It's true. It's true. I mean... His joke had a, a it's deeper meaning. The only thing we offer is a solution now, so. Yeah. Which is... And uh, that's not my area of expertise uh, ever since I graduated from Catholic college school. Got college, Catholic school. Listen to me. Catholic shit. college school? I said, no, I just said college school. I meant Catholic school. <laughs> it's, it's okay, Nick. We all make mistakes. It's okay. You'll, you'll probably keep that part in, but leave out the, you know, the great joke. Cool. No, I'm going to leave it in there. I should probably want to take that out because I want them to think you're educated. <laughs> well then reggie i i probably shouldn't be in this line of work if they want to think that <laughs> okay um i think that it, well nick um uh before we close do you have anything to add in terms of sports betting or investing oh, anything i thought you, you were going to ask about the m's again no no uh, absolutely not <laughs> don't worry i'm still doing it <clears throat> um for sports betting, well, besides FanDuel really pissing me off and not trying to take my money, which is okay. just, I mean, ridiculous. Um, unfortunately, the Steelers-Ravens game on uh, on Thanksgiving was postponed to Sunday. Due to oh, really? That's trash. Positive tests. Uh, and they have to, you know, it, the NFL COVID policies are that you have to have uh, five straight days without a positive test, or at least five tests uh, that aren't positive in order to play. And um, I think they just had uh, too many come up inside of like a, a day or two, and they pushed the game back. 
Uh, and there is a lot of outrage over it, I will say, because the Steelers, who are undefeated, think that they're giving mm-hmm. the Ravens a little bit of an edge. More rest. Uh, and giving them more rest and time to plan, which they, they, they need because they are losing right now. Um, additionally, this is the second time the Steelers have gotten the game postponed due to COVID. Uh, and again, they're undefeated. And meanwhile, there was a team, uh, I think a few weeks ago, the 49ers, they were they were missing everyone. They were missing. They, they were literally starting people off the street from just four days earlier just to field a full roster. And the NFL did not postpone that. So people are a little wary. They think that they're trying to favor the uh, Ravens, who are a popular team, uh, and not trying to ruin what really is going to be a great matchup between the Ravens and the Steelers. Because it, you could have the Ravens, the Steelers be a one or two win team. It will be the hardest game they play all year when they play each other. It's the biggest rivalry in all of football. I don't care who your team is. That is the biggest and best rivalry in football. I need you to relax. I feel like the Raiders and Chargers had them beat. No, I don't want to hear about the Raiders and the Chargers got them beat. Can either team win more than seven games in a single season without getting hurt? Combined. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe they can. No, in, this, in a good year the, the Raiders aren't bad this year but the Chargers God bless them they look they look every year they're like hey that's a that's a possible playoff team and they they look hey, still on the field we beat every, the Jets that means nothing you bear you almost lost the Jets they almost came back do you know how frustrating it is to watch me and watch Joe Flacco possibly beat that team and give us a bad that's our game man that's our game you you guys literally will be 28 point lead and then go piss it away for no reason we get we get get tired of it man i digress that game is not happening so the only two games that are happening in the nfl this week would be at 12 30 texans versus lions two horrible teams two actually the game won't be as bad because the teams are so bad but it doesn't help that the uh lions are missing uh, like three of their top skill position players. So, and this is also coming off a game where they scored zero points to the Panthers, who were, only have three wins. Um, it's not looking like a good game. Uh, the over-under is at 50 and a half. And I, let me tell you, I hate that line. 50 and a half is the scariest line that I can see on any game. I don't care where it is. Um, so yeah, the line's at 50 and a half points. Uh, Texans defense is trash. Their offense is pretty solid. Deshaun Watson's been lighting it up, probably been uh, one, I'd probably, I'd probably put him in the top three quarterbacks in the last uh, five weeks. Uh, the Detroit Lions offense has looked abysmal. Their defense under Matt Patricia has not been up to snuff. And uh, this is probably looking to be a, as many offensive pieces as the Lions are losing. I still think they, they can move the ball in this against this horrible Texans defense and the over will probably hit. Uh, for the second game, uh, it's the Washington football team and uh, the Dallas Cowboys. And God, let me tell you, it's really hard to get out about a bed for two two teams that have less than four wins. <laughs> it really is hard to get out of bed for that. Maybe Washington has four wins. I, I can't see it in front of me right now, mm-hmm. but it really doesn't matter. Uh, the NFC East is so hot garbage between the Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, and Washington that the team that probably wins this division and unfortunately hosts a playoff game probably only going to have seven wins at most, which is really bad. Uh, it's an embarrassment for the NFL, truthfully, that one of these teams has to host a playoff game, not even just be in the playoffs, but host a playoff game. They are at three and seven, both of them, respectively. And, Nick. <laughs> no, there's, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're horrible. They're, they're really, really, really bad. The idea that the Eagles, 
<laughs> they're winning this division at three, six, and one, if I'm correct. Yes. That tie is winning them the division. Every NFC East team lost this past week except the Giants because they had a bye, so they can't lose. Every other team – oh, I'm sorry, the, the, the Dallas did not lose. I apologize. Dallas came back and had a miraculous comeback against the Vikings, who were also garbage. But mm-hmm. regardless – And they're still last. Right. They're still in last place, and they have a hope. It's the scariest situation I think I've ever seen. There's four teams that have less than four wins all across the board, and one of them is going to host a playoff game. So, a team that won 10, maybe even 11 games is going to have to go on the road to play – the I, uh, it, it's actually me, and I'm not a fan of any of these teams. I don't even know what team is going to play them, but it's just frustrating that that that, that a bad. So team Nick, which way are you um leaning towards? When it comes to this game, or- I'm 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 probably, I'm not an under person. Life is way too short to bet that under because I don't know if you've ever bet an under before. But to root against offense in a football game across four quarters is very difficult because every single play you think they're going to break it and it's, oh, my God, there it is. I'm going to lose the bet. But on when you're rooting for the over, you're, you're hoping that every single thing that happens, you know, breaks for a touchdown. So it's much more exciting. I'm probably going to pick the over because I'm going to need something to keep me awake with all that turkey and beer. Um, and I'm probably going to pick Washington just because their defense is solid. Alex Smith is a veteran. They have good pieces on offense. Mm. Dallas has not been anything on defense all year. They've got a bunch of rookies and a bunch of people that don't give a crap. Uh, they've got Andy Dalton back there that's just trying to make a last-ditch effort to save his career. And Ezekiel mm. Elliott's been horrible. For them. So I'm going to pick Washington to win that game. I'm going to probably pick the over. And I'm going to definitely pick Terry McLaurin to score. Uh, I might even pick him to score twice. I think that tomorrow's his game. Uh, I think tomorrow's his coming out party to America. If you don't know the name Terry McLaurin, you will know it if you watch any football tomorrow because he's a beast, a monster. He's going to dominate for the Washington football team tomorrow. Uh, and that's really it when it comes to Thursday night. I mean, I those are the only two games. It's so sad and not having a, a, an evening. A good game. And, or a good game. I think that we will be surprised by the Washington game just because it's divisional. But Lions-Texans doesn't – I mean, that wouldn't even get me excited on a, on a regular Sunday, let alone on, on, on Thanksgiving Thursday. So, uh, disappointed. But we the Lions always, That's the tradition. They have to put a really bad team on, on, on Thanksgiving. So, they always play. <laughs> well, we will see. Um and let me see. The last thing I wanted for us to discuss would be TV. I don't know if you guys have seen anything good, but Autumn has put me on this fantastic new anime. No. Yo. Okay. Yo. Worth your time. Tell us the name, Reggie. Go ahead. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. So good. It's just different. Is it, is it Jujutsu? It is Jujutsu. Jujutsu. J U J U T S U. So is it a play on Jujutsu or no? Not really, no. Okay. I just it's um it's different. It's like follows the story of like every anime has like a main theme because like you know you think Naruto, you think ninjas, Pokemon, Pokemon, whatever you would. (laughs) You know, Yu-Gi-Oh, the card game, whatever. Okay, so this is all about curses. So it's definitely like a... I wouldn't say it's really spooky, but um, 
it's just it's just interesting. It is definitely interesting. It, for anybody who's an anime fan, um, definitely good quality. It will make you think of Bleach a lot. Good show. Interesting. You guys see anything on TV that's worthwhile? I just watched Ted 2 today. What did you the say? The movie? Yeah, I watched the movie Ted 2 today. It was on just randomly on cable. <laughs> really? And I caught, I caught, uh, I want to say I caught like just over 50% of it. I didn't catch the whole movie. Movie is reckless. What I saw, it's actually, it's pretty funny though. The movie is reckless. Right up my alley for just, that. that is like, just a, a, like a perfect like stoner type comedy. Really, like really quick, in and out. They'll make a couple million. I get a few laughs. We all we'll go our separate ways after, and I never remember it ever again. I think I went to see that my uh, with my mom accidentally. I don't remember the second one because this was the second one. I've seen the yeah, first the one. second one, not the, the first one. one. I didn't see the whole thing. The, the, there must have been a thing I missed because at the end Liam Neeson came in at the end and just like was really pissed and bloody and put something down on the counter and then walked out. And I was like, well, that was out of context. So I guess yeah. there's something about that. <laughs> Uh, and the other movie I saw, uh, which is it's a little older, um, Death of Stalin. Mm. And it's on Netflix. Uh, I enjoyed it, but this is also because uh, I have a history background. And this is a movie that basically a satirical, you know, it's a satirical movie about what the transfer of power after Joseph Stalin's death in Soviet Russia and how you know, what, what were the procedures? And, and, and it's just funny because, you know, it's, it's a communism. It's, dic- it's a dictatorship. It, it, someone had to exhume absolute power and watching the struggle between all of his, his cabinet, his committee, you know, trying to make these decisions and also, you know, try, trying to see uh, the bureaucracy of a communist government and how everyone is just so scared of whoever's the next level above them that no one wants to make a mistake, but it also makes things fall through the cracks. Like the beginning, first scene, guy gets up on the phone, guy gets a call on the phone, it's from Stalin, and he wants, uh, he says, call me back in exactly 17 minutes. And the guy's first thing is, okay, Stalin just called me. He said, call him back in exactly 17 minutes. And the first question is, 17 minutes from when you picked up the phone or 17 minutes from when you said 17 minutes, 17 minutes from when he, you put down the phone and he's like, oh my God, I don't know. I'm going to die. <laughs> Cause he's like, I don't know. I have no idea. And the, the, apparently Stalin just wants a recording of, of the orchestra that the, or the opera that had just taken place, but it was afterwards and they didn't record it. So the guy frantic runs out there. He gets everyone back in their seats. He gets to get the whole orchestra back up there. He's trying to get them to play, to record it, to send it to Stalin. It's like a whole big ordeal. He's getting bums off the street just to put them in seats to try to make the place look... It's like the first two and a half minutes. And it's just funny to see how everyone's so frantic. Eh, the guy dies like five minutes later. And then the, <laughs> fran- the, 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 the panic that ensues afterward, the power struggle and uh, hilarity. And there are famous people in it. Uh, probably the most famous... Uh, is Steve Buscemi, who I love. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who that is. He was... We talked about featured him. In, featured in... Yeah, I think we, we, we did talk about him. He's a little bit of a weird-looking guy. He's in almost every Coen Brother movie and almost any, uh, I'd say, any Adam Sandler movie. A lot of Adam Sandler. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's also the star of Boardwalk Empire. And, and he's been in plenty and plenty of crime dramas and TV shows. So uh, he's very well-traveled. And the other guy, uh, Chevy Chase, I think. Not Chevy Chase. Ah. No, it's not Chevy Chase. I don't want to say the wrong. 
Maybe it is. It might be Chevy Chase, actually. Just Nick, can you like do me it. a favor? Can you watch Jujutsu Kaisen and then explain to the podcast why people should watch it? Because I feel but that like would mean I have watch to watch it. it. And then why would I make that? <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, like based off of your explanation of that, people will definitely sooner watch Stalin now than my great anime recommendation, which is more than likely. Yeah, which is I know I will. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're saying that I did. Death of Stalin you, such justice that I think that, you did a phenomenal job of describing that. It was it was really good. Oh, uh, you know why I could, not not Chevy Chase Jeffrey Tambor the guy from um, Arrested Development the father in Arrested okay Development. yeah that's I don't know why I thought Chevy Chase they have a little bit of a similar they look case. you know they have a little bit of a they, well they look, they're white people they all look the same. Uh, <laughs> you said it not me. I think that yeah. is a great place to close. Wait, I didn't even get to say I was watching Amazing Race this week. So I'm oh. lazy and like Death Race shows. No, the Amazing Race, <laughs> the whatever it's like. To say. <laughs> Intro. I mean, you know, yeah. like Death Race. I actually do. The first one is is pretty old. The other. There's a second they, death race? There are three of them. There's you know, three death there races. There are three. Yeah. And only one has Jason Statham and only one deserves to be mentioned. <laughs> Wait, did uh what's his name make it into the next uh, oh he died in that movie, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> he died in the first one. He can't make it to the second he, one. Well, I haven't seen the second one. He might have made it back, honestly. <laughs> Dang, you ain't gonna be in rush hour too. Oh, it's shit. three. Oh, how do you ruin such an iconic joke? It's Only you. But arguably, it's like the second death race. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the Amazing yeah. Race was great. Should we watch it or it was just... I'll, listen here, bro. I always recommend Amazing Race. I used to want to be on it with my mom back in the day. We was going to try out. But I was like, I don't really like airplanes enough to do that. But, yeah, I mean, even this season is pretty ill. This is pre-COVID, by the way. They travel into some interesting places, you know. Uh, Kazakhstan and India and very nice. I like they, Kazakhstan. Yeah, I would. I, I always recommend Amazing Race. Those type My of reality sister shows. Sister is number three horn. All of Kazakhstan. Is that Borat? I feel like that's Borat. Yes. Never seen Borat, but I can always tell oh. a Borat impression. I can always oh. tell one. It's hilarious. You'd love it. You would love Borat. I can promise. Did you, you watch the new one that came out? Did yes, I watch, it's, it's I watch significantly it? uh, more. They, they, there's one scene in particular that he, he literally was like, oh, this is, this is it. This is the farthest I could go. This, I, fa- I, I found the line, definitely crossed it, and I made you push your line with me. So, cool, cool. I mean, I might as well, might as well check it out. Plus, he gets to, he goes around and makes fun of Trump supporters all the time. So, uh, well, he's either that or Kevin Hart. That is more dangerous than COVID. Oh no! What is more dangerous, COVID or Democrats? Democrats. <laughs> Every mm-hmm. time, Democrats. Mm. And awesome. that is a good place to close. Thank you guys for joining us for episode five. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Grateful. Y'all get stuffed this weekend, all right? Oh, I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> Make some money on sports, and uh, you all have a blessed one. Be thankful, man. Be be blessed. That's what you would say. Be safe out there. But most importantly, have a blessed one. What is more dangerous, this uh, virus or the Democrat? Democrats. Democrats.